0: Hi, I'm Tiki Barber, co-founder of Thuzio. Thanks for listening to the Thuzio Live and Unfiltered podcast. We're bringing our past events back to life for you to enjoy. Current New York Jets starting quarterback Sam Darnold had some historic moments in his college career at USC, including being the Pac-12 Freshman Offensive Player of the Year. Sam joined Thuzio live and unfiltered with elite QB coach and former NFL player Jordan Palmer in April of 2018. He talked about his rise from a Trojan redshirt freshman backup to the third overall pick in the 2018 draft, and also who he looked up to while growing up and his desire to work hard to leave a legacy. Enjoy the interview.
1: Um, But Sam, I I know since you were little, you've been a USC fan. Um, I'd love to kind of hear I've never heard it what made you fall in love with SC and, and how did it start?
2: Yeah so I think uh, well the first thing is thanks for having me Enthusio it's uh, awesome to be here. Um, <laughs> yeah there you go fight on. Uh, no but it's uh, yeah growing up an SC fan uh, you know my mom's uh, dad actually played volleyball and basketball at USC. Um, I think that's kind of how it originated a little bit and then um, my dad's parents as well loved USC so I'm just kind of a USC family, grew up watching the Trojans. It was really easy for me to like them, too, uh, because it was, you know, I grew up during that Liner Bush era, Um, Carson, uh, Mike Williams, all those guys, so um, it was just really easy for me to fall in love with USC, plus there was no, we had the Chargers down in San Diego, um, and then we had, you know, no one really up north besides, you know, the 49ers, Um, so I grew up loving the Trojans, I watched them every Saturday. Uh, loved it. So I, that's kind of how I fell in love with the Trojans. Um, but again, it, it was super easy to like them too as a kid because, you know, we watched him win a bunch of championships and uh, a couple Heisman Trophy winners too. So,
1: so who, you know, as you played a bunch of sports, I know it's, it's well documented. This guy was an awesome basketball player. I'm sure as a kid you played every sport. Uh, who was the first quarterback that you, you kind of said he was playing at SC? You said I want to want to be like him.
2: Um. I mean, to be honest, probably Carson was the first one. I'm not even lying to you. Um, I don't think I've ever even said that to you. Um, but watching him throw to Mike Williams um, and kind of how that relationship went, just watching it from afar as a kid, it was really easy to see, you know, kind of um, what it took to be at that level. Um, I had no idea, but I just saw him, you know, rip posts and, you know, throw it down the sideline to Mike Williams like it was nothing. Um, but then again, you know, watching Matt Weiner do it. Uh, Mark Sanchez, um, John David Booty, uh, Barkley, and then growing up and you know, kind of in high school, really liking Cody Kessler the way he played, and then getting to play you know with him was, was amazing as well. Um, and I think again, that just kind of goes to show how how important it is to be able to redshirt sometimes because I think going in it was you know the lights were a little bit bright and I would see Cody you know after practice the media just swarm him. Um, and I knew that I wasn't necessarily ready for that as a true freshman. Um, I got to see Cody kind of go through it. I got to ask him a lot of questions. Um, and I think that really helped my growth as well. Um, but then again, like you said, playing a lot of sports when I was younger, even until you know, high school, it was, that was really important for me as well.
1: So now f- f- turn the table a little bit. So as you grew up falling in love watching those players, I just met a young guy who's seventh grade quarterback um and a big sc fan uh what is it like to be some kids idol now
2: it's crazy i mean yeah i meet i meet a lot of kids i meet especially at practice um you you know after practice we're all super tired sometimes we don't want to we don't want to stay after and meet you know a bunch of people but then you know you see kind of the look a kid gives you after practice and it, it reminds me of the same look i gave you know guys like matt Leinert and then um, I actually just posted on my Instagram story a couple days ago. Um, I saw in my room Keith Rivers. I went up to him after a game and I signed. He signed a football for me, um, and I was just, I was like, man, like you had no idea how much this actually meant to me. And for him, it was literally just coming over and signing his name. Um, and but it's, you know, just that little gesture can can mean the world to you know some kid growing up and looking up to you know these football players who are um, made out to be these superstars when in reality they're just people. Um, playing a sport that they love. So um, I think sometimes that gets lost in the translation of everything, but uh, you know, it's just awesome to just kind of live out my dream, but at the same time, um, you know, be a good leader for these kids, I think. You know, I think I'm doing a pretty good job. I don't, I don't know, but uh, you know, I think I'm doing a really good job of handling myself the right way um, and being able to... Thank you, thank you. Um,
1: but No, that's a great answer. And and it's, it is kind of crazy. I mean, it, it, it flips. I mean, Sam turns 21 in June. It's crazy. Don't offer him a cocktail. So, so laid back Southern California, cool Sam, um, from San Clemente high school. Uh, I live in Dana point. It's way cooler down there than it is in LA. We can attest to that. Um, but, uh, but talk a little bit about the recruiting process. Um, I know that When we spent time at the Elite 11, uh, I'll tell a really quick story that I thought, this is when I knew he was special. So we're at Elite 11, and and if you're not familiar what the Elite 11 is, it's like American Idol for high school quarterbacks. It's been around 20 years. (laughs) But in all seriousness, we see about about 1,500 to to 2,500 of the top high school players, quarterbacks in the country, and we whittle it down to the top 11, and, and it's the thing that every kid wants to do. And by the time that rolls around in July, every kid is committed to one of the top schools in the country. But you, every couple of years, there's a kid who's not committed. Everybody there has 30 offers. And so Sam was one of the kids who was not committed. And I said, uh, I didn't have 30
2: offers. I had like 12, just to make that clear. 12, I had one, so. <laughs> so,
1: so I said, so why, are you, why aren't you committed yet? And he just like politely and humbly said, you know, I just kind of want to see who's here and all that stuff. And so so talk to us about that. There's that quiet confidence, right? I don't know that anybody in Los Angeles can has any stories about Sam Darnold being cocky. Um, but that's a different type of confidence. It's what I think you need to thrive in the NFL. Um, so talk a little bit about that recruiting process. And you love SC, but you got other offers.
2: Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, uh, growing up, I mean, going into high school my you know, freshman, sophomore year, I didn't, didn't even necessarily knew that I could even get a full scholarship for playing sports. Uh, it was just you know that wasn't even anything I was thinking about. I was thinking about you know winter formal or prom or something like that. But uh, you know playing the best I could in my basketball game or football game. But um, no. And then after my sophomore year, I, I played uh, two games at quarterback. There I played linebacker and receiver throughout the year, and then the last two games were at quarterback. And uh, there was you know a Utah coach there. And after one of the games, or I think it was after a practice or something. Um, after that practice my sophomore year, he offered me as a quarterback, um, and I was, you know, I turned to my parents. I was like, "Oh, that's cool. Like, what is he offering me? Like, a, like a half scholarship? Like, I didn't, I had no idea. So, found out it was a full scholarship. Thought it was a pretty cool thing. So, uh, I was like, "Man, I think this football thing might might work out." And uh, and then, no, in the beginning of my beginning of my junior year though, I I, end, I played the first two games. Um, and then I broke my foot in the third game, and I was out for the year. Um, gained a little bit of weight. Knew I wasn't going to be a basketball player. So, uh, and then I, you know, uh, didn't get any offers because junior year, that's kind of the year for quarterbacks and really anyone to get their tape out to colleges and, uh, you know, just show everyone what you can do. And so I didn't have any tape. I knew I had to go to camps, which is something I didn't really like to do. Um, so I ended up going to camps, and I went to a regional in Oakland uh, for Elite 11, not really expecting anything, just trying to get my name out there. And uh, at the end of the camp, uh, you know, I got offered, you know, the Elite 11 uh, final invitation, uh, which was a huge thing for me at the time. This is, you know, I, after a year of, like, really knowing what recruiting was, I understood how big of a deal it was. And after that day, I literally got, I think, like five offers um, after that just from the camp. and. That's kind of when recruiting took off for me, and before my senior year, you know, after the Elite 11, I was able to commit to USC. Just focus on my senior year. We ended up going to a championship game, losing unfortunately in the championship game, but it was a great, you know, kind of way to go out, I guess. You know, with playing football with all my buddies and having a great run that last senior year. So,
1: so you go to SC, you redshirt, sit out that year, like you said. You said you weren't ready yet. and You wanted to see Cody do it, um, and then uh, you compete. We spent a lot of time that off season. You compete for the starting job. You don't get the starting job. Um, You're redshirt freshman year, and uh, and then the first couple games goes by, and then Clay calls you into the office. And from that day forward, USC's program has not been the same. Uh, honestly, I mean, did you envision that type of run your redshirt freshman year?
2: Uh, no, no, I don't think anyone going in, especially, you know, just starting, not knowing what college football in real time is actually like, um, but I think my my freshman year, going back to my true freshman year when I was on the scout team, um, going against, going up against guys like Sua, um, you know, all these great players from SC, and uh, just going up against that defense, guys like Cam Smith, I mean, it was such good action for me, and um, being able to, you know, kind of play that role with a you know, mediocre O-line, you know, being on the scout team and those guys are coming after me. I had to, you know, elude rushers and uh, get the ball out on time and all that stuff. So I think that really helped me in the long run. Um, but then, yeah, going back to my redshirt year. Um, yeah, so I started the Utah game. We were 1-2 and two, and then we lost. We were 1-3 and, and had no idea what, what we were going to do after that. Uh, but just decided to kind of put my head down and go to work. Uh, I think just... Really spend an extra time in the film room, uh, not necessarily in the film room, but like on my bed, on my iPad, just you know watching film, because uh, that's what you know we can do. We have the luxury of having iPads and being able to watch film wherever we go. Um, so that was awesome. Uh, don't tell my parents, but well, I guess I'll tell them now. But uh, you know, I would uh, I'd be on my iPad in class, you know, watching film if it was a class that I necessarily didn't need to you know study for. Uh, yeah. So. I, don't, I don't
1: think SC's alumni is bummed about that. That was fine. Okay, right. cool. They're cool they cool with it. <laughs> they're building a stadium because of that.
2: <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, so we went on to run. We, we won a lot of games in a row, went to the Rose Bowl, and that was a great game. So uh, it was fun. It was fun.
1: So, so let's talk about that Rose Bowl. So after that game, after that night, I uh, texted your dad, and I said, your guys' lives are never going to be the same. Fair. What has not been the same since then?
2: It's funny, actually. My uh, my high school coach Jaime Ortiz texted me literally the same thing. He's like, "Hey, be in a different way." He was like, "Hey, be ready for your life to change." Um, the next day, I had a bunch of interviews, uh, all that stuff, you know. So, but it was interesting because during the game, I'm not not gonna lie to you guys. The first couple throws were a little. Um, all over the place because I was really nervous. This was the first game in a while that I've been really nervous for. Um, it was just so many people there. The Rose Bowl is an amazing place to play, especially when there's you know when it's packed when no one can really even sit. Uh, as my parents said afterwards, it was a little it was a little hard to find some room to sit. But uh, no, it was it was just special. Um, but after those first couple drives, I got in a groove. Uh, our team got in a groove, and then after. During halftime, I I told the guys, I was like, man, just keep doing what we're doing. We got this one. I thought we were going to blow them out. Uh, That's how the game was going. And um, so second half starts, and Penn State gets on a little roll. Uh, I think they scored 21 or 28 unanswered. Uh, And, you know, everyone, (laughs) Jordan talks about it a lot, but um, I didn't realize it at the time. But if whenever they went to a sideline shot of our team, um, everyone was kind of just glancing over at me, uh, seeing how I was going to respond to them scoring all those points. And I was, you know, I just put my helmet on, got back to where the ball was going to be, wherever it was going to be touched back, you know, on the 25 yard line on the other end, and was just getting ready for the next drive. Because that's what you got to do as a football player. You just got to be ready for the next play in any sport, really. Uh, so that was kind of my mindset. And never gave up, knew that, you know, our defense was going to do what they were going to do. They were going to get stops. and. It's cliche, but I took it one play at a time, and our whole team did. And that's what I told our team. You know, before every drive was just, hey, you know, let's get a first down on this, on this, uh, you know, on first down, second down, third down, whatever it may be. Let's just work on getting that first first down, and then things will get, start rolling. Once we get it past the fifty, we'll get some confidence. We'll start to air it out. Our coaches are going to call some plays that we've been working on for this game specifically. Um, we called some of those plays. They worked to perfection, and just got on a roll. So, yeah.
1: So when you reference these guys who played here, Carson and uh, and Leiner, and for me, when I grew up, I was going to practices too. It was Rob Johnson for me. That's who I wanted to be. Um, And uh, when you think about that and and, and everybody goes, whoop, when they talk about the Rose Bowl. And then this last year, you set a record for yards in the season, and there's been a lot of great quarterbacks there. Do you ever think about legacy and what your USC legacy will be?
2: Um, I don't think about it too much. Uh, until I get the question, you know? So, uh, I don't even really think about it, to be honest. Uh, it's something, you know, it's just, it is what it is. Um, as, you know, my parents like to say, it's, it's just, you know, there's gonna be some storylines, good or bad, that come out about you, um, and then, you know, I thought I played pretty well throughout my USC career, and whatever stories that might pop up, they're just, they're gonna be there, and people are gonna read them, I'm probably going to read him. My mom's definitely going to read him. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's just, it is what it is. And, you know, I, th- I, hope, I think it's going to be good. It's, I thought I left a pretty good legacy, um, especially from where we were before that. Um, so, yeah, I just, I think I left a really good legacy, but that's not really up for me to decide yeah. at the end of the day.
1: I know a lot of older quarterbacks in the NFL, they talk about it. The only legacy I care about is the one that my teammates have about me. Um, and knowing a lot of your teammates, your roommates, guys who played around with you, the, veter- the, the guys who come before you but are around practice, the Willie McGinnis, those types of guys, you know. Um,
2: yeah, they talk about how uh, how clutch you are. I think clutch is, um, you know, it's an adjective. Uh, yeah, an adjective. Um, that, uh, that people... That,
1: it starts with a C.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Watching all that film, yeah he hasn't graduated yet <laughs> no uh, <laughs> no it's uh no it's a word that people throw around a lot uh and just it it really is based on how you feel in the moment and how you um, respond to adversity I think that's a good way to, for me to describe it um, just what you're able to do late in games um Maybe not even late in games. Maybe at the end of a half, um, a clutch third down that your team really needs. Your defense has been on the field forever. Um, you just need to keep the ball rolling, get them some rest. Those are clutch plays to me as well. And um, I think just really remaining calm and um, knowing that the people around me are, are going to do their job and being confident in that. And that's that's another thing I have to credit as my coaches and my teammates at SC. Um, my coaches game planning until. You know, 3 a.m. Um, just every single night, working their tails off, um, trying to put together a great game plan, and um, so that we can succeed as players. Uh, but then the players around me, the O linemen I mean, doing what they do. The running backs, receivers. Um, it's just I'm trusting everyone to do their job, and if one person doesn't do their job, then I get sacked or you know s- something bad happens. So it's just it's all trust and trusting your teammates, and throughout. You know, my time at SC, um, it really started with me building relationships off the field with my teammates. And I think that's, that's really important as a leader. Um, that's what you need to do when you first get into a locker room. Um, for me, I'm going to meet a bunch of new guys. have to, you know, whether they want to be friends with me or not, I'm going to have to make conversations with them and really get on their level and understand what they, you know, what they like, what they don't like in life, you know, what they might be dealing with. Um, because those are the types of conversations that lead you to trust people um, off the field, but also on the field, which is really important. And, um, in the NFL where I'm going next, it saves some people a lot of money too. Uh, so, and I'm aware of that and not just players, but, you know, executives and, um, people in the front office and all that stuff. So, uh, I'm just, you know, I think being aware of, you know, what's going on around me, the people around me, um, I think that really sums up clutch. Uh, but I can't, I don't. I don't think it's. You know. I don't think it's coachable. Um, I think it's definitely something that you need to have, and um, something that you either have or you don't have.
1: I love it. So, because everybody did their job around you, and because you're really good, you're in a position to be the top pick in the draft. So, talk through. So, talk through that decision to leave. I know how tight you are with your guys, and I know it's not about the money. So, just talk. I'm curious. Talk a little about like what that decision was
2: like. Um. Yeah. I was just. <clears throat> it was hard. Uh, it was hard leaving a place like USC because it's. I built so many great relationships with the not only the guys on the team but I have so many great friends you know outside of football as well. Um, the coaches, um, the whole staff. You know, the Trojan family. I mean, it's it's you know it's real. When I first got to SC and when SC was recruiting me, they kept you know throwing Trojan family. I mean, Trojan family and. Um, that's all Coach Clay would talk about, and all the players would talk about. And I was like, "Man, this thing like it must be real," but you know, I have no idea. And then I came to SC, and I knew exactly what they were talking about uh, from day one. Um, but then again, I think just uh, just building relationships and really understanding, um, you know, uh, what the best decision was for myself. I think that's what it really came down to. Is my whole life I've been. You know, trained for my parents to think of others and put others before myself, um, but this was really I needed to make a selfish decision. Uh, I needed to understand what was right in front of me. Um, was it going to change next year if I stayed? Probably not. Um, I, the only the only difference was I could have dropped. So um, I was just thinking of all those things, um, and when I when I thought about that, I, I you know put it into perspective, and uh, it was at the end of the day, it, it was a hard decision. Uh, but, you know, I think it was the right one. I know it was the right one.
1: So so after you made that decision, um, we started training together. Um, and uh, I'll set the scene a little bit. So what we've been doing the last couple months, he's been training alongside Josh Allen, who's another guy who's in consideration uh, at the top of the draft, and another player named Kyle Allen. He's become best friends with these guys. Um, and so it's been a grind. I mean, it's been two and a half months of long days and uh, a lot of homework assignments and film study and your body's changed a lot eating eating, uh, incredibly healthy for a period of time way
2: healthier than college way healthier way healthier
1: (laughs) it's true Uh, (laughs) so it's a lot of it's a lot of firsts and and what I love about the draft training program and how you've handled it is if you think about um, you know if this young man he's in seventh grade he plays quarterback if he's gonna end up playing all the way to 15 years in the NFL There's really only one time period in that entire time span There's really only one three-month period where all he's gonna do is get up every day and worry about himself and get better His family's not gonna harass him to hang out his buddies aren't gonna try to get him to go out He doesn't have marketing deals. He doesn't have class. He doesn't have anything else. All he's doing is football so Going through that for two and a half
2: months. Where do you think you've grown the most? Uh, I think <clears throat> really understanding what, you know, I think going back to what what you've taught us and what you've kind of ingrained us is there's three ways that we can grow, um, physically, mentally, and emotionally. Um, And I think we've really been able to, you know, hone in on those three things and um, focus on them. And it's been really important for me to understand myself more because during the off season, usually I'm, you know, hanging out with my teammates, figuring out how we can beat this team next year. And um, there's just so many things that I'm worrying about school Um, that I'm worrying about and it's you know there's there's not a ton of time to reflect on myself and everything like that so um, not being a part of a team for the first time in my life uh, really for these last three months was super important for me Um, was really able to reflect on myself um, how I can get better um, not just on the field though again I think it was really important for me to understand how I can get better um, in watching film too but also emotionally you know where where I'm at um, how stressed I am on a daily basis um, being able to handle that stress um, headspace has actually helped a ton Um, it's just like meditation app that I've been using every day Um, it's actually helps a ton yeah there you go
1: Andy actually came and spent time with them. for you headspace fans Andy actually spent a bunch of time with them. it was cool
2: yeah it was awesome but uh yeah it's just (laughs) really understanding my body um my mind as well um get deep my soul too Uh, you know it's just those things those three things is really what we've been focusing on and uh, but at the same time you mentioned Josh and Kyle just having fun with those guys throughout the whole process made it super super easy Um, really relaxed and fun Um, some of the best guys that I've been around and it's funny because a lot of people will bring up oh Sam and Josh you know they're they're either go, you know, one of them's going to go and the other one might have to wait, might have to go two Or, you know, it doesn't matter for us. For me and Josh, it's it was all just, you know, hanging out and having fun. And because we know that we can't control it. So I think that that was the biggest thing. And then, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So so you go through that process. Um,
1: Student's grown a ton. It's crazy. You're going from an amateur to professional. Yeah, the money changes. Everything, the responsibility changes. You know, these, these quarterbacks are going to be essentially – the most important employee of a multi-billion dollar company. That's a way to look at it. It's a realistic way to look at it. Um, you can be the face of SC. It's different. Um, so so you've, you complete that whole training program, and then we get to the pro day. It literally started raining immediately when we started. <laughs> it was so crazy. Thing. I've never been a part of that before. I, I've never really been a part of a pro day that was outdoors. Um, and this one was in sunny Southern California. It started pouring. Um, what were you thinking?
2: Uh, I was just, you know, trying to, cause we practiced the script, you know, a few times before that. Um, so I was just thinking, go out there and sling it around, uh, just have fun with it. Um, last time I was gonna be able to throw with, a, you know, a few of my teammates. Uh, so it was just, that was kind of my mindset going into it. Um, I'm not gonna lie, you know, I was thinking about the guys standing behind me too. You know, the GMs and the owners and all those guys. It's hard not to think about them, but. Just going around, you know, going out there and having having a blast, throwing it with my guys for one last time, probably, and uh, enjoying it. Awesome. So, so last question. Um,
1: fast forward through your NFL career. Let's say that I'd like to think I, if you had a Hall of Fame career, I'd be invited to the Hall of Fame induction. <laughs> I'm going to go as far as to say if I was giving the speech, <laughs> we'll see. So, in all seriousness, I mean, you know, when guys are work the way that, that you work and um, have the talent that you have, you're not trying to just make it. You know, you're trying to be great. And I know enough about you to know that you're trying to be great. So, uh, let's fast forward. You know, 15 years plus five years out, and you're sitting at the Hall of Fame. Um, and I'm giving that. I'm giving that speech. Somebody's giving that speech. What? What? <laughs> fine, fine. I'm giving the speech. Um, what's the theme in a couple what's the theme that you want to leave behind
2: uh i don't know i'm just kidding uh yeah i mean i i honestly don't know i think looking back uh say 15 years down the down the line i think um first of all i'd love to be a part of the same team for my whole career um i think that would be awesome uh be to be part of a then dy- to do that, um being a top pick, you gotta be part of a dynasty, um a team that goes to the playoffs a lot, um and win, you know, some Super Bowls. So I think that would be awesome, uh, to be a part of the same team and then I think the biggest thing and just, you know, what my teammates and coaches have to say about me, uh respecting everyone in the building and uh being a good leader. Um, but not because I'm a raw rah guy, but more because I can talk to a guy one on one, because I do understand him like I talked about earlier. Uh but I think that's just a, it's just building relationships with my teammates and um, hoping that they, you know, have the same respect for me. Um, if they don't, it is what it is. Um, and just going back to that, but you know, it's it's uh, it's another step in the journey and the next chapter. Um, but you know, I'm just gonna go out there and give it my all, and uh, that's really all I can do is just give it my all and have fun, and uh, that's that's really it.
1: I'll just say that SC has so many good players come out every single year. I've been a fan since I was a little kid. I've uh, been around it a ton, and it's easy to fall in love with different players and, and follow them, and they fizzle out, they do whatever. For those of you SC fans, uh, this is a great guy to be a fan of. If you guys have kids, this is a good jersey to guy. Right on. Right. Yeah.
2: So what are you most looking forward to in the NFL? Um. <clears throat> Shoot, I don't know. Uh <laughs> <laughs> being there. Yeah, pass. <laughs> no, I, I think um, really just football being my job, I think, is going to be a really cool thing because uh, I grew up loving the sport uh, and just having it be my job, and that's the only thing I'm focusing on, seeing how much better I can get because of that is going to be really interesting to see, and I'm really excited about it. You're training with Josh Allen, who's kind of your direct competitor, but you're friends now. What have you learned and what have you seen that he's better at than you or you're better at than him? How have you t- challenged yourself that way? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he can teach me to throw the ball the way he does. Uh, <laughs> he, the guy can throw it seriously like 85 yards in the air. Um, so I'm, ne- I'm never going to be able to do that. But um, the one thing that he does have, I mean, Josh is super intelligent. Um, not that I'm, you know, not intelligent, but um, he's just, there's, there's some. Seriously, you knew clutch
1: was an adjective. I mean, you yeah, nailed Yeah, there
2: you go yeah there you go um no josh is <laughs> seriously though he's he's really smart um a bunch of people think he's you know a farm boy you know went to wyoming went to a juco but this guy is, he's super smart and he he understands how to learn um and he understands you know the environment in the room and how to kind of um gravitate towards the people you know around him and i don't know how to really explain it but um he's just he's a really good guy um i you know I, I think you guys should be fans of him as well um, you know don't don't hate him or anything because we're in you know this competition, but he's a really good dude, and you know he's someone that I admire um, I truly admire so and did your what did your parents do that allowed you to succeed, and do you have any recommendation to other parents in the room that have kids just like we have here today that are trying to maybe make it <laughs> I mean I would <clears throat> Honestly, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think have fun. Yeah, there you go. Uh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think having fun. Seriously, uh, just you know, kind of you know. Obviously, there's going to be boundaries on what you should let your kid do, what, what he shouldn't do. Um, but whatever he wants to try, whether it's a sport, whether it's you know wh- whatever it may be, um, just letting him try things, and uh, or you know he or she letting he or she try things and um, figure it out what they want to do, and Sooner or later, they're going to fall in love with something and just ride that out. Uh, That's what I would say. But then, you know, a good thing that my dad always used to tell us is be nice and the rest will take care of itself. Um, And I think that's good.
0: Your parents raised the great kid, Sam Darnold. Thanks for listening to the Thuzio Live and Unfiltered podcast with our guest, Sam Darnold. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like more information on how you can attend our live events or book our new virtual ones, visit www.thuzio.com. That's T-H-U-Z-I-O dot And make sure you follow us on social media.